Make football pod. No intro. No intro. No music. We don't need that stuff. Caleb, we just got me and hey. you today. Me and you. What's up, buddy? I feel like I haven't spoken to you through the internet in a while. No, but I have. But I have in person, which is very rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, great seeing you at at uh, my wedding. Thank you for showing up. Appreciate that. Uh, Justin okay. was not there because uh, he was maybe, maybe not trying to catch a baby out of a womb. I don't know. Uh, that never really got to got to happen. He's still, you know, just, you know, he's on call for that. Um, and he was going to be on the show today. He really was. He said, you know, hey, uh, what time's the show? And, we, you know, we told him the time and the date. He said, all right, uh, I'll be there. And then about 20 minutes before that, he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to run to the store. You guys need anything? Odd, I thought. And I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, everything I could ever need, you know, I got, I got right here. You know, I got my internet. I got Caleb on the other line. You know, what more could I need? Oh, my wife's in the other room. Whatever. Uh, sure. And he said, okay, I'll be right back. Well, it's been well, a minute, and uh, I haven't heard back <laughs> from him. But, you know, hey, hey, you know, Justin, when he gets here, he'll jump on the line, and he'll, he knows what we're doing. So it'll be exciting. It'll be a great episode once he gets on. But, you know, uh <laughs> Caleb, we have a lot of work to do if we are going to uh, carry the show without Justin today. It's, you know, well, at least for the time being. I'm not afraid to put the whole team on my back. Damn. Like Greg Jennings. Noted Western guy. That's right. How long was it? How long has it been since we recorded? Like a month and a half? Two months? Probably. I mean, <laughs> in the lead up to the wedding, you're like, you know, I got a lot of things to do. I'm like, I know you have things to yeah, it got to a point where, like, I wanted to just keep doing everything that I was doing, writing, podcasting, this, that, and the other. And uh, then I was like, you know what? Now is a prime time to just, like, not and just focus on, like, planning for shit when I don't have, like, a, a wedding planner to help me out. So, yeah, had to do that. Sorry. But here we are. Here we are. And I, I feel like we're a little bit more refreshed. How's the weather outside in Chicago? It's nice here. As I have gone and just walked to the window, it's good. Uh, it's nice. It has been uh, particularly crappy for a few weeks, as we've had in the spring, and oh, it's been well, kind of So, doesn't help the mood. Doesn't help uh, me get out to watch baseball and softball, which is a couple of my favorite things to do at this time of the year. So, mm-hmm. not not particularly stoked about that. But it's nice today. It's supposed to be like getting good this week so spend time outside not inside going stir crazy so the uh the vibes are are prepared to go up you know oh yeah yeah and like definitely like you know we'll get into it later probably but like you know covering high school sports but covering football like like outside outside sports you know the the softballs and the baseballs like you know getting back outside like that is like that's the best part about the job like oh I love going outside. Finally, after like the cold, miserable months and watching basketball of all goddamn things. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. You like basketball? I'm I, kidding. I'm I'm not really a hater of it. But no, that is like a, a very like awesome like season as uh, to, just to go through for your job. I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, we got a lot of other stuff that we could talk about. You know, there's like uh, proposed rule changes at the college football level. There's like the playoff, not really expanding. Ha ha. Boo-hoo sucks to be us. Um, but you know what? We got better things that we need to talk about, like more important things to like, really like grind our gears about and like really like waste some goddamn brain cells over. 
And it's and you know what it is. It's the thing that you've been looking forward to all year. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's it. Hush up. Hush up. It's the Mac only mock draft. The Mac only mock draft after everybody. Caleb. Uh what is the Mac only mock draft for the people that have never heard of this thing? I know like it's crazy that people have never heard of this thing before, but uh, you know, for the first timers. For the uh, for the unamused, what is this? What is this exercise that we're gonna we're gonna go through? Uh, it's a more of an exercise of dumbassery, from the looks of it. Now that I'm looking through this list of players that we've, <laughs> some of them of which we have prearranged, and uh, we're gonna leave some on the table just for the sake of uh, shits and giggles. Uh, it's gonna be kind of looking at what NFL teams need in terms of position need, and kind of just be like, all right, who's a random cornerback we can think of from the MAC who should fill in that that needed spot for so-and-so random yeah pretty much so it's more just for fun and don't don't take this as wow i didn't know so-and-so was the uh, fifth best player on the board no no that's that's that is not what this is by by any means um so some of the picks like we already i know some of alex's picks but like we haven't chosen all of them together so uh hopefully have a little bit of fun with it yeah or not we could, that's always an option. We could just not have fun with it and just take this very seriously. No, it's not, no. These are the 32 best Mac football players that we could think of, and they absolutely will get drafted in the first round. No. Draft class is not particularly strong this year. Nope. In the Mac, no. You know what's not? You know what else isn't strong? My transition game. Caleb, uh, let's just lean into this. You got the first overall pick. And not only you, but so does Jacksonville, the Jaguars. Who knew that they could suck so bad in back-to-back years where they have the first overall pick? Will they waste this year's first round? First, the, 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 the? You know what I was trying to say. Caleb, who's the Mac player that they're drafting? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh. Are slow- yes. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars are selecting... Fill that needed hole. Offensive tackle, Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan University. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's highly touted, blah, 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 blah. People love him. He's He was a Bill Connolly freak. Not Bill Connolly. What am I talking about? What's his name? Bruce Feldman. Yeah. He made his freaks list. Former tight end. I mean, it seems like every couple of years, Central has a high-end caliber type dude playing offensive line, going to the NFL. He's highly regarded. I mean, he's probably going to be a serviceable pro for a few years, you know? And his actual high projection on a lot of lists seems to reflect that. Yeah. Yeah, great, strong player. I, uh, no notes. No more notes. He's good. Uh, Detroit. Uh, they need some help. They need some help defensively. Dominique Robinson's going to be that guy. Uh, former quarterback turned receiver turned defensive end. Uh, and he's just, he's just a monster out there. And he's just been impressing a lot of people that, uh, get paid to pay attention to players like him. He is catching everybody's attention because he is earning, uh, the respect he deserves. He's just a freak athletically, and he just does a lot of things at his position. He can, you know, whatever. He's just a lot of fun. What has he done? What did he do at, like, Pro Day and, like, some of the the workout stuff? 
Uh, dude, I, I, I've been getting married. Don't, don't. Let's not get too weird. <laughs> don't, don't force me to like remember his three cone, <laughs> his three cone time. I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> well, fine. Then let's go to the next pick, and let me tell you why you're wrong for picking Dominique Robinson number two. Uh, with the third overall pick, the Houston Texans select Ali Fayad. Wait, from he's Michigan. not a quarterback. You don't need a quarterback. No. <laughs> he can play quarterback. Uh, it's fine. They don't need a quarterback, or do they? Uh, I mean, look. They <laughs> Fayad is actually one of the ones who I feel like a couple of years ago I was like, okay, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a decent pro prospect, and then he kind of did his production. It stayed strong, but he didn't you know, leap, leapfrog all the other defensive ends. It was never like, wow, he's the dominant and top number. Despite having talented players has not been good during his time there, which is even for someone who doesn't care about Western Michigan, kind of frustrating to watch. So Fayad has been wowing some of the scouts and is going to make a difference with the Houston Texans, of course. No argument there. All right. Pick number four. We got the New York Jets on the clock. Oh, wait. I got the envelope right here. It's right here. New York Jets select Sky Moore. Yes, you know him Uh-oh. because he's uh, he's okay. really good at football and all that shit, right? Love but that for him. I love this for the New York Jets because it's a perfect fit. The New York Jets need a guy named Sky Moore on the field. That's it. That's all there is to it. The Jets are going to take to the sky. Exactly. That's where they belong. It has been cool to see the, the, a a couple weeks ago. I mean, if you really wanted this top notch analysis and you were to tune into the Mac football pod to get that top notch analysis, you would have heard us really going on about Sky Moore and how his ability to create space, uh, get open against any defense, is going to lead to him being a very good pro. And I think we all kind of were in agreement about that, but it's been surprising to see just how much love he's been getting the last few weeks. He's really, really catching eyes. And so at, for the Jets, love the pick for them. Yeah. And, but like also, if you're tuning into the Mac Football Pod, you'd also know that if I were responsible for picking for, say, the New York Giants, and there were someone named, Jonathan Big Man out there on the board, I'd pick him too. Regardless of the position, regardless of how good he's been, like whatever. Like, team needs are team needs. And if you're a team like the Giants, you need someone named Jonathan Big Man. And if you're a team like the Jets, I mean, you gotta load up. Sky Moore isn't the best name possible, right? No. Hell no. But Sky Moore, that's that's a good depth piece if you're like trying to build a good like all name roster. And keep it like on brand with your with your team name. So, um, Sky Moore, perfect fit. Of, of course, he's good at football. That helps. Otherwise, we wouldn't be you know including him in this conversation to begin with. You and I aren't on these draft boards either, Caleb. Um, but you know, hey, I digress. You, hey, you're responsible for the Giants. Who are who are they getting with their fifth pick? Well, with the fifth pick, I was thinking, you know, the Giants really need another weapon. I mean, you can only rely on getting the living hell beat out of Saquon Barkley to an extent, to a little extent more than he's already been beat up. And uh, Khalil Pimpleton from Central Michigan is going to be that explosive guy for the Giants in the future. 
whether that's with Daniel Jones, a quarterback, or somebody else. But they really do need that game-breaker type who can, uh, you know, be dangerous with the football. So Khalil Pimpleton, Central Michigan. Khalil Pimpleton's obviously like six foot four, two hundred fifty-two pounds, right? <laughs> that, that's that's. I mean, uh, Wait. that's not. No. Oh, he's not. Hey, he is a game breaker regardless of his size, sir. Carolina. God, you're loud. You know who? Like Carolina needs to go back to the glory days of like when it had a. Uh, What's his name? What's his name? What was it? What was the name of the the one really good football player that Carolina like? Not Luke Keekley, no, not him. The the other one, Cam Newton, Cameron Newton. Uh, they you need the guy to, who played. You mean the guy who played quarterback for them last year? Got it. Like a big, a big old quarterback. 1.0. 1.0, Cam. Come on. Come where, on. Where you go? Where are you going with this house? They need a big sized quarterback, which is why they're drafting tight end Armani Rogers from Ohio. <laughs> I mean, he's a heck of an athlete, and uh, there, I saw some film of him catching, uh, going out on routes and stuff, and I, I really like what I saw, but I, I have no idea how it translates. I saw one tweet, and I saw everything I needed to see. So my he, God, he's doing this man. already? My God. Big body man. My God. You can catch a football. <laughs> it's just like a very fast snap from far away. That's all it is. <laughs> That's a great way of thinking about it. <laughs> Oh, Caleb, you're responsible for the Giants. Appropriately picking for the Giants again, considering a team I coach with is called the Giants. <gasps> uh, the Giants do need a quarterback. Uh-huh. They did not go quarterback. They did not do quarterback at number Caleb. five. Oh, Caleb, this is going to be Caleb's responsibility, isn't it? However, Caleb Allaby gets the Caleb stamp of approval and is going to be the number seven pick for the New York Giants. And, uh, you know... They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna. Daniel Jones thing's gonna be done after next year, so you, you need a guy who's gonna be able to mold within the next few years. Maybe LB benefits from kind of sitting and studying a little bit more this year, gets to take the reins in twenty twenty three, and then Caleb Ellaby is your next super stud Mac quarterback in the NFL. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm scrolling through my app phone right now. Uh, it says that uh, if you're looking to gamble some money and win like some easy, easy free money out there, the New York Giants are plus four thousand odds to win the Super Bowl. So uh, you got to do that wow. now. Got to do wow. Got to do that. Wow. Uh, wow. Oof. And they got two. How they get? They got the fifth pick. Oh, they got the seventh pick from Chicago. Hey, Chicago. They got the seventh pick from Chicago. Chicago. That means Caleb. You live in Chicago. Yes. It's time for Caleb's Illinois Prep Sports Update. Yes. Caleb, what's sure. going on in Illinois? Uh, the weather's garbage, and very few baseball and softball games have been able to be played this spring, which sucks. Uh, softball is my favorite sport to cover, so missing out on a lot of that. I've only gotten to cover one actual softball game this spring. Uh, a lot of teams that are supposed to have played like a dozen games have played maybe four or three. And uh, it was snowing Friday. <laughs> Games were getting canceled because of like <laughs> a very consistent snow flurries. So that's happening. Uh, but other than that, right now I've gotten out some like I've gotten some water polo. Uh, I did get to a baseball game and a softball game. I got some indoor track, and uh, we'll be writing a lot more about some other stuff soon. Hopefully outdoors, you know. Oh, and volleyball. A lot of boys volleyball in the spring, but it's it could be fun to cover too. So uh, Illinois has a ton of varsity sports and. 
bigger suburban schools that have like a bunch of sports like lacrosse and volleyball and water polo and um, all these sports that you're not going to find in like rural areas or even like mid-sized towns for, for the sake of that. So that's, that makes it interesting and in that there's, there's pretty much always something to go watch uh, without exception, even if the weather is bad. So there's your, there's your Illinois preppy sports. Did, uh, I can't remember if the last time we talked over these airwaves, um, maybe our Wi-Fi connection wasn't strong enough. I can't remember. Did we talk about, uh, like how the state finals went down for shooty hoops? I don't think so, but essentially I went and covered all four girls state championship basketball games. I wrote a story about all the games and photo gallery for them. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. Where, where was the, where were the games at? Uh, they were in, uh, Bloomington normal, uh, which is basically just like a combined town. They're like two separate cities that are just contiguous to each other. It's where Illinois state is and stayed with my buddy in Peoria, um, which was fairly close to where Bradley university plays and where that, where that university is. And, um, good time got to watch some good hoops i ended up writing like a player of the year story about uh, the best girls basketball player in each class that seemed to get a lot of positive attention not a lot of like people jumping in my dms being like you're crazy you're an idiot uh <laughs> i did have one one person i you're spoke to uh, yeah you're an idiot no you're, you're an idiot I, uh, yeah anyway uh i had i i i i was having a very hard time deciding who is the best girls basketball player in the highest class and I didn't choose the player who is the most talented and like the best, who's going to probably be at the playing at the highest level in college. Uh, but I had, I had, I chose between a couple of players from the Burbs who all had very good seasons and like different statistical lines and different roles for their teams. And it was the hardest one to pick. I ended up asking uh, like, three coaches and like four media people and some fans and some parents, like not parents of the particular kids, but just parents I know who had jumped into my DMs through the year. I'm like, who's the best player you saw? And that type of stuff. And I had in mind, I, I switched up who I thought the player was going to be the player of the year multiple times. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I chose this one player. Uh, her name was Sophie Swanson. She went to a high school that played in the state championship game. And the only reason I want to tell you this long-winded part of it, and it was funny, was I went to my job and talk to a person who had seen some of the girls basketball games this year and they're like who did you end up choosing and i'm like oh sophie swanson they went what why did you do that <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i don't know <laughs> i thought she had the best season I'm like i don't know what you want to <laughs> but uh, it was just funny because like no matter who i picked i was gonna get i thought i would get more pushback but i didn't i think uh i think there was actually an interest in the fact that somebody took the time to choose the best girls basketball players. And that's not something that gets done in the Chicago area because right. it's, it's everything's focused on the boys. And yeah, that's not to say that um, like suburban papers actually do a really good job of girls basketball <clears throat> coverage. Um, but the big papers like the sun times doesn't really do it. And the Chicago tribune doesn't put girls basketball coverage really in their main paper. They put it in their like little subsidiaries, like the, like the Lake County paper and the, uh, other papers in the area that they kind of like distribute to those particular areas. But if you picked up like the main uh, Chicago Tribune paper, you're not going to find like a girls basketball game story. Like it'll never be there. But if you pick like a, like the Lake County paper, which is part of Chicago Tribune, you will. So like the, sub- the suburbs do a very good job of like papers covering those things, but not so much at the bigger level. So it was, it was a, a chance for me to go to a lot of games this year report almost exclusively on girls basketball. And it's something I really want to do in the future too. So I've actually built like a, a niche covering all that stuff. So it was a pretty rewarding year to cover all that. 
Heck yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, if uh, people want to uh, support you, they should uh, go to your little twitterpage.com, go click on that Ko-Fi link, and uh, give you three bucks. Maybe give you six bucks. Maybe give you 27 bucks. I don't know. A copy. Uh, you, you, you work hard. You deserve it. Let me um, make sure that I still have that pinned to my profile. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. My, I, I had switched it recently, and then I put it back up there. Oh. Like, the, the, my pinned tweet on my Twitter is basically saying, like, if you like high school sports coverage, like, give me money. Money, please. But seriously. Atlanta needs help with the uh, number eight pick, and you know who's going to help them out in the long run. You know who's going to really help them out. It's not going to be a quarterback. No, no. They got Marcus Mariota. That's fine. Like, they, you kidding me? <laughs> sure. <laughs> what, what problems? <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, we got freaking Matt Ryan to fix this at the time? BS. Come on. Marcus Mariota's going to be fine, which is why he needs help on defense. Bryce Cosby's going to be the answer. That dude, like, in seriousness to him, like, stepped on immediately, was thrown, like, to the Wolves in a horrible situation at Ball State when they had, like, no healthy players his freshman year and has just only been a staple of that defense in the five years that he was there. So, like, that guy had a hell of a career. I'm happy for him. Um, I've been pretty high on him pretty much his whole career. So, uh, love that he has the opportunity to maybe go pro for real. But, um, yeah. And here, but seriously... More seriously, number eight overall, definitely Bryce Cosby. To Man, he's, the this, this is Falcons. Not, not lip service. Alex has shared a lot of love on Bryce Cosby. So, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's been a lover. He's, he has not been a hater. He's always been a lover. Number nine, so, Seattle. They got to so, pick because of the trade with Denver. Yes. So... <laughs> involved with the pick with Denver, you know, Seattle basically is like deconstructing things. They're saying we give up on one Russell Wilson. Like uh, you're basically saying we just give up on winning for the immediate uh, future. Uh, so you need to pick somebody who needs to develop. You pick somebody who's going to be the quarterback for the next handful of years, see what works out, what you can build from there. So Seattle's going to pick somebody who has played in a system that's had success, but might need a little bit of time to develop. And in this case, they're going to take Dustin Crumb quarterback Kent State. Oh, God, no! That was the that was the Seattle fan in the background that didn't want Dustin Crumb. Oh, oh no! Ah, all right, uh, I, all right, just like forty seconds of serious conversation about uh, Dustin Crumb. How much of a disappointment was his final two years at Kent State, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one? Uh. I don't think there's a supreme disappointment. I well, think I mean, just... like 2020 is kind of hard to say because they only played three games. So Sure. I think, I mean, Kent State was still in the MAC title game. They, I think it's just because the expectations got so high. You're like, oh, man, look at this. This is maybe the most productive quarterback the, that could carry the conference's name and image for the next year or two. And you want those types of guys in the MAC. You want, everybody wants to celebrate somebody even if I mean, they want a Jordan Lynch, they want a Sutton Smith, they want a, I mean, who, who's been a, the guy in years, whether it's Dan LaFever, whether it's been, uh, I mean, give me somebody else like Corey Davis. Um, Nathan Rourke even. Like Nathan Rourke goes out and like wins games at the quarterback position. But 
Dustin Crum like fit the profile of like you know took what it take to like you know win a bunch of air yards and like get some big plays in that Kent State offense and then like let the big guys yeah. in that running back room uh, or the talented running backs like you know use their strength and speed to you know get some like muddied up, muddied up yards and Dustin Crum like to his credit you know he ran a little bit got some got some rushing yardage but I wouldn't call him a dual threat by any means. Like no, he he just does what the state what he needs to do. Yeah, um, he's to complement what he does already with his arm. So like if like teams that are getting Dustin Crumb like are never going to see like very long term with him, and like have to come into this thing with like like some sort of managed expectations. Like a lot has to go right around Dustin Crumb. Yeah, for Dustin Crumb to like win you games in the end. Like yeah, and that and you know that's why I think Seattle benefits from him because you're not banking on Crumb being the stud right away. You're banking on him being part of a system that's geared around, you know, playing football, playing the, playing the offensive side of the ball a certain way, and he's going to manage. And he's just good enough with, you know, the good weapons that you have to build an entire group of receivers and an offensive line that all kind of gels together. You're not going to win the Super Bowl with Dustin Crumb because he's the star. No. You're going you're gonna to win with Dustin Crumb because the system that's built around him is adequate and he's not going to lose you games because he's going to be what you need at the quarterback position that would be stable. So in my mind, like Seattle's picking him because he would be a stable spot at the quarterback position for years to come. Uh, the Jets in New York, they pick here at number 10 with, in a trade with Seattle uh, the Jets, you know, they're they're so good at drafting. Like that's why they're they're always talked about so early, uh, which is why they're getting Troy Harrison, uh, a guy that is like a physical force, but like has no serious position. Apparently, he took reps at tight end for his pro day. I don't know if like there's just like so many damn edge rushers um, in real life that are eating up like the potential. Uh, I don't know playing time that Troy Harrison could get. You know, he knows he's not going to, like, play ahead of them. But he's physical as hell, and maybe tight end, uh, I don't know. Maybe he could just be, like, a bulldozer in that that aspect. I don't really know. But in the Mac, that guy was freaking awesome, and I loved him. And he was very versatile on defense, and he can kind of, like, eat up some room and, like, take on more gap responsibilities. Like, he can do it on the edge, but he can also do it on the interior. You know, he can do it, like, on the line, but he can do it, like, off the line, too, as a linebacker. So there's a lot of movement in real life that like Troy Harrison could do. Yeah, that um, dude's stout. Okay, yeah. Yeah. just love <laughs> the brick shit house that is Troy Harrison. Yeah, and like with that much movement, you can get a lot of air miles. Going back to the Jets theme, I don't know. That's the best I can do. Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the Commanders. This is stupid. Number I hate 11. this team so much. <laughs> I know it's such a bad name. Like I like uh, the Snyder thing, right? But like, yeah. they should have just stuck with the Washington football team. I liked it. I think a lot of people liked it. Anyway, Samuel Womack, Toledo cornerback. Think you've seen his maturation the last couple of years at Toledo. He's been a part of a very good defense, especially this last year. Uh, I think Toledo was kind of built to be around middle of the pack and let their offense take care of things. And this past year, the defense was really good. And Womack was a big part of it at the cornerback position. Washington needs a cornerback. Uh, Womack's going to find a way to be in the rotation consistently. Not your number one, but he's going to be a guy who either starts uh, against the number two receiver 
or is rotated in at several spots. So it's going to be a versatile cornerback for the commanders. Yeah, I like it. I'm good with it. Uh, number 12. I don't actually know what Minnesota should want or need. So I'm just going to go with like a favorite. I'm just going to go with another personal favorite from that Ball State team. Uh, Justin Hall. You're going to Minnesota just because you're good. Like you can do a lot of good stuff. And they and they like, you know, guys with a Mac track record in their passing game. You know, they have Conklin. They have Tyler Conklin. They have KJ Osborne, right? Uh, that sounds right. They have who is Tajay Sharp, right? Oh god, is he there still? Yeah. Don't ask, don't ask I'm pretty question. sure. I, I'm going no off idea. memory here. <laughs> I have no idea. We didn't, we didn't get any more organized over this break. Let's be very no. clear about this. I, I hope God, it's... No. Yeah. People are getting like the same goddamn stupid football show that uh, they they had when, uh, when we left them. <laughs> In fact, it might be worse. But you know what? Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's just it. Like, Minnesota has some sort of track record where they like guys in their passing game that have a uh, Mac footprint. And you know who has a strong Mac footprint? Justin Hall. Maybe the strongest. If yeah. only because his enduring existence in this game. The Iron Man. Like, he's just always there. Yeah. Gobbling up yards. Gobbling. Gobbling. Number 13. Uh, Tam. Houston. So the Houston Texans, Alex, what position did you think I needed to draft again? Um, Want to say that again? I would, if Cleveland was here, I would have drafted quarterback because Cleveland needed a quarterback. Uh, Houston, they traded away their quarterback to Cleveland, which is why they're here. I say Houston, uh, they're looking at this situation and they're like, uh, we could, we could, uh, we could keep our, uh, we could keep our guy uh, David Mills. Is that his <laughs> Davis name? Davis Mills. Davis Mills. His name is really Davis, not David. Yeah. Davis. You're kidding me. I think it's Davis. <sighs> I'm sure you're right. Or they could draft an actual quarterback. <laughs> Davis Mills, the neck. That's wild. So here's the thing is uh, I wanted you to say that because I'm not going to pick a quarterback here. I'm actually going to give the Houston you're Texans a you're multifaceted wild. weapon in the form of Brent Kobach. You're a wild boy. You're a wild boy. You, you did this on Toledo. You did this intentionally. You stopped like right here when we were doing our pre-show notes, just so you could do this, huh? <laughs> okay, explain yourself. So Houston is looking at, like you know, looking at the availability of quarterbacks and saying, "Wow, we really need a quarterback." And then they look at who's left, and they're like, "Holy fuck, this sucks." <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> Sorry to the leftover quarterbacks. Uh, we need a, we need somebody who's going to be in the uh, offense right now or is going to be there in a couple of years. And they're like, mm, no, 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 no. So they're basically looking at this like, all right, well, we got to find somebody who can be a weapon for years to come, even if they're not this year in a big way. So Bryant Kobach is going to be a big part of the offensive game through the air and on the ground. He's going to be one of the, he becomes one of the more versatile running backs, even if he's like the, uh, number two guy if they put somebody in front of him so yeah he's gonna be a weapon for the next few years for houston 
and they're going to wait another year and play with Long Neck Mills as their quarterback for this year. Oh, my gosh. That man, he's probably heard enough about his neck, and he's heard a lot. It's just unfortunate. Uh, the Ravens of Baltimore, uh, they need some help on defense. You know what? They need help on defense. That way they can like get a playoff contender and maybe a Super Bowl playoff uh, winner in here. Um, you know, there was a team that like really needed to like be on the cusp of winning a title ASAP. And they're like, you know, we're going to hit the old transfer portal and see what's up and get some help on defense right now that we can get to where we want to be. And that was Ball State at the time. And they brought in Chris Agaming. And look how it paid off for them. Baltimore, you're going to do the same. You're drafting Chris Agaming. Uh, oh, God. What was the school that he came out of? Was it like Sacred Heart or something like that? Oh, man. I don't even remember. Uh, some sort of FCS school. Chris Agaming, you're, you're on the big stage now. You're playing in Baltimore. Uh, right next to everybody's favorite football player in the world, Lamar Jackson. Mwah! Love you, Lamar Jackson. That's what I would do if you were right here, right next to me. <laughs> I'm sure that's what Chris Aguimang's saying. And they were boys. <laughs> it better be if you're going to kiss him like that. <laughs> With the number 15 pick in the draft... Via trade from the Dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles select because they need a safety. Sterling Weatherford, Miami. <gasps> oh my God! Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's a big dude. He's going to be. I mean, in an ideal world, he's very versatile. A lot of uh, he's been on the radar of draft guys for a few years now because of his size and just ability to move in space. So I think you're think you're looking at him and you're like, okay, maybe. If absolutely necessary, we can put him down in the box. We can use him on blitzes. We could use him on special teams. Like if he's if he's just if he's not like a top notch safety dude and he's playing a number of spots in a rotation, like he could be really good. And uh, yeah, I think it work, this works out well for the Eagles. The Eagles are a team that should have drafted a quarterback. Yeah, but look at the quarterbacks. Oh yeah, that's true. Wait, you know what? I think that means I'm going to change my pick. You know, I, I started writing down a pick right here where I was going to do with New Orleans here at 16. But you know what? Now that you say that out loud, hold on. How many more, how many more teams on here need a quarterback? See, we got New Orleans. You need a quarterback, right? You got a couple picks. Hmm. Pittsburgh, oh, you need a quarterback. New England, you're fine. I mean, just like what we were saying, like two and a half weeks ago, everybody needed a damn quarterback. And one quarterback moved. Another one, for some reason, got traded. And nobody needs a quarterback anymore. Oh, Tom Brady unretired. Aaron Rodgers officially uh, didn't also unretire. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay. Damn. What a dumb market. Okay, you know what? Caleb, I'm going to let you pick for me. Are you, Am I doing a quarterback? No, don't do a quarterback. No, don't do a quarterback. Okay, Jack Sorensen, you are going to New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans has this pick because they traded with Indianapolis once upon a time uh, who needed a quarterback, and now they don't need a quarterback, the Colts I'm talking about. Uh, Sorensen, hey, we don't know who's throwing to you right now, buddy, but you, you put on for whoever quarterback, uh, you know, 
has to throw to you because that's just, that's just his get up. He's made every quarterback he's had better. And he's had Brett Gabbert for a few years. And I'm going to die on this hill. Brett Gabbert's good. That's all. No notes. I mean, he is good. It's just... <laughs> he's not He's not the but, most athletically gifted quarterback. No, but you know what? He's a good quarterback, which is well, the dis- way the different than saying we he's having. like a physical specimen. That's two different things. The discussion we were having pertained specifically to a tweet was like, was he a top five group of five quarterback? Yep. And I said, no. Yes. He's not. Yeah, yeah. But is he good? Yeah. Of course he's good for the Mac. Yeah, both of those things. Yeah, both of those. But both. if he's your best quarterback in the Mac, no, both then you're like, oh, God. Uh, well, I mean, everybody else sucks, you know, and that's not his fault. Yeah. Everybody else sucks. But no, I mean, it's like, look, he led his freaking team to a championship in his freshman year, and since then he's only gotten more productive. So, like, in the like, he's preseason best quarterback in the Mac. I don't think he'll yeah. be, like, first team all Mac when it's all said and done. There's a lot of, like, wiggle room to be had there. Like, sure. Like, I like the kid at Kent State. You know, we don't know about some of the transfers in and out. Uh, we're not giving enough love to the guy at Central right now, you know. But preseason-wise, I mean, Brett Gabbert, yeah, he is probably the best in the Mac. And maybe top five in G5. Uh, L.A. Chargers. I don't think the Chargers need a quarterback because they already got one. But guess what? The Chargers aren't going to pick a quarterback. What? Oh, my God, What? <laughs> Because what are you do? the Chargers, the Chargers need a right guard, and you know who would really help him right now is Luke Edke from Central Michigan. Ooh. Okay. 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 Got size. He's a big dude. He's stout. He. I mean, we know that talent develops well out of Central Michigan on the offensive line. They've already taken. Uh, Raymond's already been taken. So yeah, Gedke is going to be the type of guy who's going to take a couple of years to grow, but it's going to be a very serviceable lineman, and the Chargers are going to need that because Herbert is uh, going to throw the ball a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Philadelphia. Um, I don't. Are, are the websites saying this? Let's see. What are they? What Draft Network saying? says that quarterback <laughs> is not a huge need for them. The ringer, let's see. Are you saying that the Eagles need a quarterback? Yes or no? Because this is going to determine a lot for me. Uh, let's see. They're saying they need a receiver. You need an offensive lineman. And you need a receiver. So if I went receiver for the Eagles, a really good fit for them would be... Ooh, Denzel McKinley-Lewis is like... How old is he? Is he like 25? I mean, is he our know. age? Is he my age? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, God. Oh, you don't want to be. I think I think you just think he's older because the expectations have been high for him for a free. For a few no, years. no. I'm OK. You keep talking, but I'm going to pull up his 24 seven sports page right now. I and have no expectations for this guy. I, I, I would no assume idea. he's like 23. Okay, when do you think, my guy, he was in the 2015 signing class. His, his production has gone down each of the last three years. Okay, I don't, I don't care about that, but like he has been in school forever. I think he was there for seven years. Man, I don't know. What is he, 25? Is that it? Is that what he is? We're going to say, we're gonna say 25. <laughs> I, I don't feel like doing any more math than that while I have to do a pick <laughs> for Great. the Wonderful. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh you know what? Fly, Eagles, fly. We're going to go Tyrese Ritchie. We're going to get uh, an NIU board. 
and oh. a new guy off the board finally. Oh, yeah. yeah I, think okay. it, I think it can work here. I think it can work here, right? <laughs> oh. I feel like Richie is like the he would be so damn good in like the CFL. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's gonna be like a number one or number two really productive guy on a CFL roster. He's gonna be like I feel like he's gonna be middling in terms of whether he makes an NFL roster, but if he goes to the CFL, it'll fit really, really well. And he'll be like some guys number one, you need a first down throw it to him, target. Mm-hmm. That's also the type of thing you say when you're on my end and you're like, you don't know enough about the CFL and you say something and you make it. No, I, you know, don't get me wrong. That definitely (laughs) crossed my mind. I really thought about checking you and being like, how many games in the, how many CFL games have you watched in the past? Like "Mm, your life. I think of NIU's actually had a good presence in the CFL uh, in terms of guys who translate, they find their, 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 their abilities uh, really grow in the years, in the early years of the NFL. Joan Breskison is a guy that rings a bell. Uh, in that respect, and too, they've had some other fellows that have Jordan Lynch. Well, I mean, and I'm he won a like fucking great cup. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm thinking of guys specifically who played wide receiver, but you're right. Lynch obviously uh, helped out. Did he play for Hamilton? Edmonton. Edmonton? Okay. I think. <clears throat> I can't remember I stand, these yeah, details. These it, aren't important sure. to me. Stand by it. <laughs> With the 19th pick in the draft, the New Orleans Saints are like, hey, we need a defensive lineman. Who's going to plug some holes? You know who's going to do that, Alex? It's going to be Ralph Holly, defensive tackle, Kent State, or Western Michigan. Good Lord, Western Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Roosevelt Knicks. <laughs> Who Michigan. retired from the NFL last year? What a lovable guy. I like the Ralph Holly pick. I don't hate it. He could have gone higher. I just didn't. Um, I think that was the first defensive tackle I picked. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's not like one that stands out out of the Mac this year, really. You know, like you and I were like looking, we're like, okay, you were like, okay, where, where are the linebackers at? I was like, Kadofi Wright, Trey Erson. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Other linebackers listening to this. I love you. Sorry. Yeah. I still always like Myrick a lot. And I feel like you did too, but it just, you didn't think of him as the high. The, the high uh, draft prospect, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm an Eastern guy, so I do love him for that reason. But he's in the USFL. He's he's getting paid right now to play football. Uh, nice. Like, right now. Like, right now. Okay, we get it. Like, today. Okay. All right, all right shout out. Who is going to be the Mac quarterback to take place... Of Big Ben in Pittsburgh. Who's it going to be? You, we already oh, know God. the answer. Caleb, I want you to break this down for me. Cato goddamn Nelson. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't even think... Like, I don't think Akron had a pro day. I don't think so. Well, if they did, they had, like, three guys performing in front of, like, ten scouts, and there was no buzz about that. Okay. But yeah, Cato Nelson, uh, you know, hey man, I was rooting for you in, in your final year. Things just didn't work out for you. Uh, but hey, you're now you're going to Pittsburgh. They That's about like if you want to play for a team that like you recognize like the Mac nastiness on the defensive side of things, like Pittsburgh's a good spot, right? 
It's not too but far. Like, like I could like eat, like see him go into this and be like, oh, I see how I oddly identify to this. <laughs> that Mason Rudolph, is it true what they said about you? Are you really racist? Well, you know, that doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't have to go we don't have to go down that route. <laughs> New England, who's going to keep that dynasty alive? Who's going to help Mac Jones out? So this is the situation where, okay, so one, first of all, I'm not going offense. I'm going defense with Patriots here. <gasps> uh, this is a, the type of spot where I feel like the Patriots usually draft a defensive guy who is going to be like a cornerstone of that defense for years to come. So I am really feeling Kadofi right for New England because I think they're the type of team that would get the most out of him. And he's a guy that we've talked about for years as being one of the highest potential linebackers in the conference and as Alex types Gaddafi. What? No, no, uh, it, no, it's <laughs> no, like, that's like the, uh, when the you do like brand. Google sheets, it like, it does, the uh, does that. It fixes mm-hmm. it to Gaddafi. I'm like, no, it does this shit all the time. <laughs> no, no, not Libya. Um, if, if you have ever written about Buffalo sports in your Google docs, you know about this real ones. No <laughs> real ones. No Rachel Lindsay knows about this. Well, all too well. Bull, bulls run tell us about it in the comment oh. and but yeah I, I think Wright would be the type of guy who would would thrive in the system there and get the most maximize the most of his skill set and probably become a a solid linebacker for a handful of years or more oh sorry hold on i uh i'm checking my phone uh no didn't get it i still haven't gotten that text message from from uh from justin he said he was almost on his way back home. He was just finding his keys. Did you check your other pocket? Uh, let me. Let, yeah. All right. I just texted him to see if he checked his other pocket for his keys. Uh, we'll we'll update you guys to see if Justin, uh, you know, searches other pockets. He wears. Should I out him? Should I out him? He does wear cargo shorts still. He's one of those Michiganders that does that shit in like early April. Like, oh, baseball's on. Got to wear my cargo shorts. He's one of those well, he's gonna, types. He's going to be a dad soon. So I think he's just getting ready. Dude, I, because that was making fun of me that like I have already like flipped on to like full husband mode in her words because yesterday I was just like passed out on the couch as the Masters was on the TV on mute. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm. I'm a dude. <laughs> I watch the masters on mute. Sometimes I like naps while I do that. Sorry, babe. Uh, Green Bay, you need you need a receiver. You need a, you need a receiver. There is just no. Uh, let's see. There's no way going around that. Let's see. The ringer says you need a receiver three times for sure. Team needs receiver, 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 receiver. Okay, well, God. That's... So if I don't draft a receiver here, like, what what's going to happen? Are, like, the cops going to come after me? That's that's my that's my question here. Like, what if I don't draft a receiver for the Packers? What if I don't help Aaron Rodgers out? What if I don't have to help him? He's not He's not going out of his way to help anybody else out. Why do I have to help him? Who is the worst receiver that we have on here? I respectfully decline to answer a comment if that's that that question. <laughs> Damn it. That's a that's a good one. You know what? All right. I'll give him one that is good and that 
We like Ja'Cory Sullivan. Ja'Cory Sullivan's a good one, right? We do like Ja'Cory Sullivan. He's good. He's good. He is good. Uh, Yeah, I can't bring it to myself to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Ja'Cory Sullivan, obviously a good receiver for Central. Uh, Was not surprised by his breakout. It was only uh, a matter of time before he really broke out the last couple of years. Um, Congrats. You get to hang out in Wisconsin where it's even colder than Mount Pleasant. Arizona. So we're already, kind of, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. already kind of loaded in the offensive department, but needing a tight end to kind of expand what they can do. Uh, the Cardinals are going to go with Bryson Cannon, EMU. Ooh. Oh, man, I love that pick. That's that's who I was kind of thinking about for Green Bay. But the ringer was just like so damn adamant that I picked a wide receiver or else they would personally call the cops on me. <laughs> and I don't need that in my life. Like, dude, we're just talking football. It's just Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, Bryson Cannon, I love him. You know what's the best part about him is that he doesn't wear gloves. Uh, obviously, in a state like Arizona, that is going to like play to his advantage because, like, you know, if he were playing in Green Bay, battle-tested, right? Battle-tested. Yeah. <laughs> but in Arizona, when you're going to be playing, like, in like-weathered opponents' arenas, right, in the same division, like, yeah, that's going to work out for him. Like, no need to worry about, like, any dropped rates from him because Bryce Cannon, like, he's going to start mossing people without gloves. That's – I can't wait for that to happen. Oh, boy. Oh, Dallas, you need offensive line help. That's really fun because I'm not going to do that at all. Uh, I'm just going to go to whatever position I want because if I were, you know, Jerry Jones, I just do whatever the fuck I want. Um, Jonathan Jones. Hey, that that. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that for you. No, I promise you I won't do that. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys, you know what? They do need someone really, really good. Someone really talented on... Oh, good. Oh, we're running out of room here. You know what? Fuck it. Zeke, your time's up, buddy. Kevin Marks, you're in. There you go. <laughs> I'm so glad he didn't transfer out for his senior year. He really could have. Oh, and you know what? This is a fit because we've been talking about how Kevin Marks is essentially another a um, Darren McFadden. Who'd he play for in the pros? Raiders. Didn't he play for Dallas, though? I don't know. His main thing, his main team, was the team he produced for most was the Raiders. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking at Google image searching. Oh, thank you. He's wearing both those jerseys. He's wearing both <laughs> Raiders and Cowboys. Okay. But it, but it, there's still the fit there. It still works. All right. We only got a few picks left. Uh, number 25, Caleb Buffalo, who made the playoffs. So Buffalo's already got a team that's like, hey, we can win a Super Bowl right now. Right. And they've got like needs that I feel aren't like we have to have somebody at this spot. We have to have somebody at this spot. So what makes it a little bit easier is to be like, look, we can pick somebody who we can either plug in right now or we can pick a guy with high potential. Mm -hmm. And so 
I'm actually going to go and be like, all right, who's maybe who's probably the best player left on the board who just has the ability to, like, maybe if they you know they hit their potential right away, they contribute in some big way. So, basically, I'm kind of like looking through here, and I'm like, uh, is it this guy now? Is it this guy now? Is it this guy now? So, this injury, like, uh, I, I don't know how do I, how do I phrase this? It's going to be a guy who maybe didn't realize his potential, but still was like very highly regarded in the Mac. I'm going Elvis Hines, safety, Kent State. Oh, I like that. I like that pick. Because I think he's one of those guys who really hit his stride this last year. And if he thrives quickly, he becomes a big part of what the Bills are trying to do to win Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. That, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. I think what Tennessee needs is like some fresh legs to help out, you know, when a guy like Derrick Henry does go down. Sure, they still like made it into the playoff while he was injured, but I think that they still need him. Like they need to help him out when he's on the field when they're in the playoffs too, right? It's going to be a long recovery back for him to get to full strength, but Clint Clint Rakovich, my guy, I have to pick Clint Rakovich for Tennessee. That seems like the ultimate, how you were kind of going for like, what what kind of like, you know, two and one, three and one, what kind of like diverse tool could we add to our shed? Uh, you did that with Elvis Hines. I'm doing that with Clinton Rakovich so, in the Tennessee Titans run game and, so or pass Alex, game, whatever. Alex, do you, are you, are you aware of what happened with Clint Rakovich this weekend? Yeah. That, yeah. That's why I was saying. It's going to be like, okay. a, uh, I hope like his uh, road to recovery. His, okay, uh, okay, speedy okay. and all that, yeah, because I know he tore his ACL when he was working out with Green Bay, which sucks. But you know what? We all go through it, and you know what? Maybe he's not even going to be needed until November rolls around, anyway. You know, like January. Okay, that's just <laughs> get. You're just pl- you're getting started. Your preseason is the final what two games, three games of the regular <clears throat> season. That's fine. Just be ready for the playoffs, my guy. Uh, Tampa Bay. So this is another one that kind of sucks to pick because. Yeah, can you draft head coaches? <laughs> Maybe that would help. Uh, Tampa Bay needs. I think the top ones were defensive tackle and right guard, and we've kind of gone through a couple of the really strong defensive tackle guys that are available. And then as far as guard, like we picked the guys who were pretty much going to help them immediately. Um, but I'm still going to go guard, and I'm going to go with Mike Kelly. Mike Caliendo because of his versatility. I don't know about size-wise in terms of how... Really like, good at impersonations. Like, like, he does a lot of, like... He's very versatile in the impersonation game, right? I hate you. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he actually was, though? Uh, so, yeah, Mike Caliendo is the type of guy who maybe they grow into a guard role that, like, even though he's undersized, could be a serviceable guy there. And after losing uh, the Coppice dude to free agency and the Bengals picked him up, uh, they could the, the Bucks could use... A guard. So Mike Caliendo from Western Michigan. And what did I do to deserve this? Like two picks with Green Bay. Me, of all people. Um, <laughs> you know, you do need some help. Yeah, in the in that past game, you know. God, the ringer. Oh, they're listening to this conversation. The ringer. Ah, uh, that's going to suck because I'm not going to do what they say. We're going to risk it. 
Uh, we're going to go with someone who uh, wore the deuce for Eastern Michigan and is going to help out in the tight end game. We're going to go with Thomas Odukoye, who is not like the biggest passing threat, but you know what? He's a non-threatening person. He's a very lovable guy. Uh, he's also really good uh, as a blocker. So, whatever. Good at football. Packers, you need... you you. Packers should, like, lean into, like, being more of, like, a run-heavy program and just, like, <laughs> not force yourself into being, like, a like a spread offense, throw it 70% of the time when it's snowing in Lambeau. <laughs> really stupid. Really stupid. Thomas Soto Okoye is the truth. So do do lean your offense into what Thomas Soto Okoye will let you do. Oh, and I love this. We're about to have back-to-back picks. Kansas City, you, then me. All right. All right, Caleb. So I very much was considering going wide receiver here, and we have the ability to do that if they want to do that next, but that's up to you. Uh, For now, I'm going to go on the edge side, and I'm going to go with Carl Brooks from uh, Bowling Green because I think he did not have the chance to really reach his full potential, but he had high, uh, high potential. And it's just, you know, what there were times where Bowling Green looked like they actually could be a good defensive unit, but that that doesn't, they were, those were not realized. <laughs> and it's also, it, it shouldn't like be understated that like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, uh, noted quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but he likes hanging out with people that have a Bowling Green footprint. Like Garrett Gators, his best friend. Uh, they go to each other's like, you know, um, bar mitzvahs and birthdays and stuff like that. And, you know, Carl Brooks, I think he's just like a good culture fit for that. So I do, I do like your, uh, your logic in adding Carl Brooks with a K sure. into the mix, uh, <laughs> down in Kansas city with a K. Um, uh, what's gonna really screw it up is that they're also drafting Drew Plitt here. Not because, not because like they don't trust Patty, but because they just they just need the insurance, right? That that's all it is. Like they need someone with like a championship mindset. You know, I mean, yeah, I haven't. Yeah. How many? Okay, all right, all right. Answer me this seriously. How many Super Bowls has Patrick Mahomes won? He won one. All right. Well, you know that maybe he peaked. Drew Plitt, it's your time, man. I don't mean that seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I know. God. Oh, we just we just crossed the one hour mark of this recording. How beautiful! Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's what Patrick Mahomes said after Drew Plitt was drafted in the first round. <laughs> Cincinnati is not in the market for a quarterback, which is good because there are zero on the board. Well, what Cincinnati needs is. Uh, depth in the defensive secondary and you know there's some other things obviously they need the offensive line they went out and they got some picks uh but i would say that the offensive line class isn't as strong in terms of who's left so they're going to go defensive secondary and they're going to go with tyson anderson Toledo at safety Ooh. wait he wasn't picked earlier no nope. he wasn't samuel womack was we've been waiting on tyson right. anderson okay thought he would have been picked sooner okay interesting yeah, they do need they do need some help there. All right, Detroit. 
Mr. Irrelevant. I'm sorry to call you Mr. Irrelevant, Demetri Tuggle. But you know what? Hey. Demetri Tuggle, you're going to Detroit, baby. Yeah, finally, after all these years. <laughs> he's finally going there. Oh, that took way too long. Well, this podcast and Demetri Tuggle's uh, <laughs> trip to Detroit. And I'm not talking about Media Day. We're never talking about that. That's that's a lame that's a lame trip. You know what really sucks is that like we're gonna be 100 percent right about all these picks too, and then oh, we're gonna have to explain totally. it later. That's the who's worst the, part. Who's the best player left on the board for you? Best player left on the board. Um, I'm gonna say Nikim Johnson because you're letting me have the floor first. Otherwise, I know you would have taken that. Um, Drew Rose. No. Um, Dyson Anderson. No, you drafted him. God, this is hard. I, yeah. That's a good. If I were in charge of a football team and I had to pick someone in this field that's left, I would pick one of two players, and they're both defensive ends Christian Albright and Taran Rush. I think those okay. would be like guys that I would feel most strongly about. Um, I actually, so I get the Albright one because I part part of me leans that way. At the same time, uh, there's another part of me that's like, how did nobody go? Um, how did nobody go and get uh, what's his face? This is very ringing endorsement, right? When I can even remember his name. Oh yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> I was, I really, I'm like, somebody should go get Nate Needham. Mm, yeah, we need him. We need him. And uh, I'm like, I, I like somebody's going to choose a special teams guy at some point, right? Just for the shits and giggles. And it's like, no, but yeah, right, you know, yeah. you know what the Mac has in common year after year is turning out good special teams players in the pros. And I'm just going to say that Nate Needham's going to be a stud in the NFL because why not? Whoa, you heard it here first. Christian Albright, I do like that. Uh, Nate Needham is the other. And boom goes the dynamite. 